0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I am your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, the one and only Mr. 360, Tyler Picholke. Before we start the show, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler Picholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well. And we are officially now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to the TSK show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. On this episode of the TSK show, Tyler and I are going to recap the draft for the second season of the TSK show Fantasy Football League. We're also going to discuss the latest news surrounding Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott as well as the trades and signings involving Jadavion Clowney, LaShawn McCoy, Carlos Hyde, and a couple of others. To close the show, we'll talk about some hoops as the FIBA World Cup is underway and Team USA is 2-0 so far. Also, Eric Gordon signed an extension with the Houston Rockets, and the Big 3 Championship was in L.A. this past weekend, so we'll get into it all. All right, let's start the show. (laughs) Welcome 싸uk- Yf- you to the sports kingdom. Sports. Welcome to the sports kingdom. Sports. What's going on, TP? How you doing, man? I'm excited, man. NFL starts. We're ready to go. It's yeah, and first week of the NFL is upon us. So, like we have been doing every year, the TSK show has been in existence. Yeah. Uh, we do two episodes a week with an NFL preview episode and then just like a regular episode where we recap the hi- the headlines and highlights of uh, what we normally talk about. So uh, this first episode that we're going to be putting out this week is just all the normal stuff we usually talk about and then the next episode you can find right after this is our NFL week one preview show. But let's get into the TSK Show Fantasy Football League because it's the That's second right. year. We just had the draft on Monday night. Yep. Or Sunday night, excuse me, Sunday night. Thousand
1: dollar first prize and
0: a yeah, trophy. Yeah, $1000 first prize and a trophy. Little bit of a little bit of a hiccup to start with the draft. We had to figure some stuff out with that. Yeah, but
1: everybody didn't know
0: that. You know? Well, it's okay. We had to handle
1: that behind the curtain.
0: Yeah but everything everything got worked out. I'm done
1: with the ESPN
0: though for sure. We're moving on from that. Oh no. No, 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 no. I don't like this. We'll we'll, we'll yeah, have to discuss we, this more. We can't have can have that shit. No. We'll we'll get it all fixed for next season, but either way, the draft was on Sunday. How did you think you did with your draft? Uh, I hate my starters, but I love my bench. Interesting. I think
1: I got depth at the right positions. There's a couple of positions where I'm like Kind of skeptical, but. So what pick did you have again? I had, uh, what was it? And it was it was I think it might have been two. Was it the second? But, but because of the because of the keeper rounds, it's hard yeah. to it's hard to keep track. But I think I was two.
0: Okay, because I had If the, we would
1: have we had a standard draft, I think I would have had the second pick. Yeah, because
0: I had the fourth pick, technically. Like if we're if we're going after the keeper rounds. Yeah, and um, I got
1: the. Uh, I was one of five teams in
0: the second round, and I got Michael Thomas, so I think that's a win. Oh no, that's a huge win. Uh, after the keeper rounds, because my keepers were Melvin Gordon and Julio Jones, uh, my first pick was Brandon Cooks of the Rams. Uh, I mean, just a big time receiving threat this season, I think.
1: My guy this year is Philip Lindsay. Denver. Yeah, you were pretty high on him. Catching a lot of heat from this pick, but I think that he's A, motivated, which in a running back you need to be skilled. He's got the whole scat back, receiving back, um, play three downs in the modern NFL type of game, and I think he wants to be a good NFL player right now. So I think he's going to rip it up.
0: Yeah, and then obviously this year was the first year we are doing individual defensive players. Yep. And, and that went over
1: really well. Yeah, I, I think was, it I think it went
0: pretty well. I
1: think people had fun with it. Yeah, I'm
0: definitely happy with who I got. And players started to go pretty early.
1: Pretty early, yep. Yeah. And uh, that's what you want to see because they can have big games.
0: Yeah, I mean, I took Aaron Donald in the sixth round because J.J. Watt and Khalil Mack had already been taken off the board.
1: Yeah, Brett went. Um, what, who did he go? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Khalil Mack. Back to back, I think that's one of that that had to be the most yeah uh, the most dynamic moment of the draft. I was just like, that's a
0: game changing. Yeah, and we had like we had like five or six guys here uh, at an apartment all together doing the draft, and when Brett made those picks, uh, everybody just kind of like oohed and awed like, oh okay, Brett came to play this time. Bold picks,
1: bold picks.
0: Yeah. So uh, why don't you? Do you have your roster in front of you? I, I, I want you to let the people know who you got.
1: Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so I'm rolling with, in, in my mind, I think I got the two best. Well, I have the best pocket passer and the best dual threat quarterback. So I'm rolling with uh, Tom Brady and Russell Wilson this year. Okay. Um, so I'll be able to play the matchups there. Starting started Devontae Freeman and Philip Lindsay at running back. Um, not super stoked about that combo. But I am high on Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers is my strength. I've got uh, Mike, uh, Michael Thomas, Juju Smith Schuster, and Alshon Jeffries. Also, a Josh Gordon on the bench. Three number one receivers right there. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, my defensive players, um, I went with Darius Leonard to Buffalo. I think he's like a promising young player. Darius Leonard. Uh, or sorry. No.
0: Dude. Darius Leonard's on the Colts.
1: Brett yeah. has him. Yeah, no, sorry, you're right. That's my bad. Um, Trey Edmonds. Trey Edmonds. Okay. He was the other rookie middle linebacker last yeah. year that would like lead his team in tackles for Buffalo. I think going could be
0: good this year. And then I got my boy Frank Clark and Earl Thomas. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so I'm rolling with uh, Matt Ryan, Mark Ingram. I got Carlos Hyde starting right now because obviously Melvin Gordon is in a bit of a situation and he. It's not yeah, I was like, looking at your team. If you're ready for that trade, I got running backs. Okay, so we can we can maybe talk. Uh, then I got Julio Jones, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay as my receivers. Obviously, I got the double up on the points with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones when they hook up for touchdowns that's like and a good, completions. That's like a good move
1: with your keeper to
0: grab his quarterback. Yeah, no, I mean I'm definitely a big fan of trying to get at least. One of my receivers, quarterbacks, to try and uh, always get those double points when they hook up. My tight end this year is Greg Olson, which I mean I gotta hope I he's sta- top five. I gotta hope he stays healthy though. I think he's a
1: top five tight end though. He's yeah, better. for sure. When
0: he's healthy, for sure, top five tight end. Uh, in the flex position right now, I got Roby Anderson, and then my defensive players, I got Roquan Smith, Aaron Donald, Malcolm Jenkins, the Viking Vikings defense. And my kicker is Harrison Butker. I'm getting rid of kickers next year, too.
1: I'm over <laughs> okay. That shit as well. We're done with that? I'm over that shit as well. Okay. Kickers are, just are we not, adding a second quarterback then? No, no, no. But uh, kickers are just... They're, they're not... Uh, they don't show
0: skill, I don't think.
1: It's just such a wild card to throw in the mix.
0: Well listen, I mean individual defensive players are wild cards. No, they're way more consistent than a kicker. Well, yeah, I mean they definitely are, are on the field a lot more than a kicker, but I yeah. don't think we should disrespect the kickers. I'm I'm listen, I'm a for the brand. Man, yeah. three
1: points for a field goal in fantasy to me is way too much.
0: So make it one point.
1: You know. But then then it's like okay, so we got a kicker out there scoring four points. Like what's the point of that? Points are points, man. Now nah, I gotta dump the position.
0: All right. Well, to round it out, my bench. Uh, obviously, I got Melvin Gordon on the bench right now, uh, but you were very high on this guy, and I definitely took your advice with this. Uh, James Washington of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: He's gonna be huge. Definitely like a thousand to twelve hundred yards. I could
0: definitely see putting him in the flex position over Roby Anderson. Before Sunday.
1: I think he's going to be a wide receiver, too, at the end of the year. Yeah, he could. So, so as a flex, and a three-wide receiver starting lineup, that's pretty pretty good
0: if he's a fourth receiver. And then my backup quarterback is Derek Carr. I got Devin Funches, Justin Jackson, to kind of hopefully see what happens with the Melvin Gordon situation. See if maybe Justin Jackson can perform better than Austin Eckler in games, and maybe take over that role. And then... I'm riding the Hunter Renfro wave off of off a of hard knocks, I gotta say. Uh, I am gonna see what he does on the That's bench.
1: Right. He's your last guy on the bench.
0: Well no, I got I got AP. Adrian Peterson is my last guy on the bench. Well two good ones. But I don't I don't see Hunter Renfro getting a lot of PT from me. That's but right. but we'll see what happens. But
1: alright. Uh yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. All yeah, right, no. I'm ready. I'm ready to play some fantasy football. Ready to see how this league shakes out. I'm really happy with how the draft turned out. Um, yeah, the
0: draft went really well. I think a lot of people showed that they're really going to take this seriously. This every year.
1: pick was user made, no auto draft.
0: Yeah, no auto draft, which was twenty rounds, really twelve fun. guys,
1: no auto draft. That's pretty solid.
0: Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun, but all right, from fantasy to real life, Jared Goff. Some breaking news right before we started recording. He. Is now one of the richest men in the NFL he uh, signed a four-year 134 million dollar extension with the Rams it has an NFL record 110 million dollars in guaranteed money the Rams lock up their former number one overall pick who led them to the Super Bowl last year even uh, in his third year he was able to lead his team to the Super Bowl he's their franchise quarterback they showed that with this extension and uh, they now have their franchise quarterback, their franchise running back, and Todd Gurley locked up, and their franchise defensive player, and Aaron Donald locked up. So, I would say the future is looking pretty good for the LA Rams. The golf move was a good move, but as far as the future of the LA
1: Rams, that rests in the arthritis of Todd Gurley's knees.
0: Very true, but I mean, listen, all. But, but in no, case- no, you
1: gotta pay him. The Rams were one of those teams that went through the quarterback carousel for a couple of years. And oh, Boy, it took them a while to
0: finally settle on
1: one. Up. They know what's up. They know that you have to. Have, you know, it's tough to win a Super Bowl right now with a with a paid quarterback, but they also know that it's damn near impossible to win games with a bad quarterback.
0: Yeah, and so this, you got to
1: you got to sign the one you got when you got him
0: And I think Jared Goff has really proven that he's taken hey, well, the necessary start. steps to. To show that he can be a franchise quarterback in this league.
1: No, smart move. He had to do it. So I'm all in for that one. Yeah, but as far as the, the Rams' future goes, that's on the knees of Todd Gurley.
0: Well, that could, I mean, listen, that could just mean an him. Optimistic. Without
1: him, I think it really f- starts
0: falling apart. But that's another that's another convo. We we can see we can have it we can have that conversation after week one, yeah. and uh, we'll see how that goes. But obviously, the two other big names in the NFL that everyone has been talking about have been Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. We'll start with the local guy, obviously, Melvin Gordon. On Saturday, the Chargers granted Melvin Gordon and his representatives permission to begin seeking a trade partner for the star running back. Then the next day on Sunday, Chargers GM Tom Telesco said on a conference call with media members that any contract extension talk with Melvin Gordon has been postponed until after the season. Melvin and the Chargers are at a stalemate, and it's looking pretty likely that we will never see Melvin Gordon in a Chargers uniform again.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's getting traded in the first couple weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, it was reported yesterday by ESPN that he will not report to the Chargers for week one. Uh, There were some recent reports as of a couple hours ago that there has been one trade partner that has emerged, but uh, no details as of what team... Uh, that I've been able to find out uh, have emerged, but so where do you think he ends up?
1: Oh man, it's so hard to tell. I mean, he followed the
0: Eagles on Instagram. Yeah, that with, that gained some these, traction. Well,
1: these players, yeah. See, the Eagles are possible with all these trades, all these free agent signings. It's just you never know in the NFL. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot easier to predict stuff in the NBA.
0: Okay, do you think he at least stays in the AFC?
1: I don't know. I just know he's not playing for the Chargers, and I know, <laughs> and I know, and I know he's going to get traded in like
0: the first two weeks. They're going to try and get this done. Oh, listen, I think I think the Chargers lose leverage and, each week this goes longer. Yeah, yeah. And I in terms it, of a trade, at
1: least. So I think we see Belvin Gordon, but by, by the by the opening kickoff of Week Three, he's at another team.
0: Okay.
1: And then I think Zeke will be a Cowboy
0: by tomorrow. Yeah, so unlike Melvin Gordon's holdout, which seems to be a pretty consistent stalemate, Zeke's negotiations with the Cowboys seem to be changing every hour. They're going
1: in his favor right now. Jerry Jones is biting this bullet. He's going to pay him. He, need, he needs these guys. Um, they got a star studded lineup with him in there, and they got a Super Bowl chance.
0: Yeah. So as of, as of earlier today, the latest is that Zeke and his representatives flew from Cabo to Dallas right. uh, because they basically feel a deal could be imminent. And they want to make sure Zeke is in town to sign the deal in person, mm-hmm. and the goal is to get a deal done before tomorrow so Zeke can practice on Wednesday, and which is, which is tomorrow, and basically by him practicing on Wednesday, he's going to be good to play Sunday against the Giants in the season opener. Yeah, that's saying a lot because it's like nine o'clock in Texas right now. Yeah, but I
1: think he's gonna. I think they're gonna pull it off. Something crazy is gonna happen.
0: You think it gets done by the time we're done recording?
1: Possibly. That'd be pretty crazy. I think it Could happen at any moment. Yeah. No, I. I think. I think Zeke's a cowboy. Melvin Gordon's gone.
0: Yeah, I think. I think that's for sure. But I. I don't think Zeke's gonna play Week One. Yeah, I just yeah, have notification. this notification. What is it?
1: That's not it. It's an Olympic thing, boring. Okay. Well, alright,
0: false alarm. That was crazy though. Imagine. Like if I see Zeke right now. (laughs) Imagine. Imagine the chances that happens. Now, like I was saying, I don't think, I just, with it being like nine o'clock, after nine o'clock in Texas, I don't think they get a deal done for him to practice tomorrow, I don't see him playing week one. But and I definitely agree with you on the fact that Melvin Gordon is no longer a Charger. But I think Zeke misses week one. Zeke, he could pull Levy on. They but, both could pull a Levy on. But I think he's gonna play. I think I think both of them are gonna play. Well, yeah, I mean Melvin Gordon's obviously gonna play if he gets traded because he's gonna get traded to somewhere he wants to go.
1: Yeah.
0: And then Zeke's going to play because we ultimately think the Cowboys are going to work this out.
1: Yep.
0: So, we'll see. I mean, I'll definitely be checking every every yeah. second as, yeah. I, as I get yeah. ready to set my lineups it's for this weekend. Them out. So, but all right. Now, another name that has been in the holdout talks has been Trent Williams. Obviously, he hasn't been happy with his situation in Washington. Now, his teammate, D'Angelo Hall, said on the Hail to the Podcast podcast. I haven't heard of that podcast, but obviously uh, it's one that D'Angelo Hall went on. uh, But he said that Trent Williams could be coming back to the Redskins, quote, sooner rather than later, obviously giving indications that D'Angelo Hall and Trent Williams have spoke personally. And that's certainly a new development in this story because last we talked about and last really anyone has heard uh, of Trent Williams and his relationship with the Redskins and the negotiations taking place where that he was going to be traded. So I think with this news, it's going to come down to the wire, essentially, with Trent Williams as well, to see if he plays week one for the Redskins. Yeah, he's probably
1: not going to play week one, but... Redskins suck, so (laughs) I don't think it's like a big effect on the NFL like Zeke. No, it's not a big effect on the NFL, but... I mean, he's a stud. It's a big deal for the Redskins, but I think he just, you know, he slow
0: plays it. Yeah.
1: gets paid and plays for the Redskins.
0: Yeah. All right. Now the next name on my list, and I kind of just basically in my notes just had a list of uh, all the recent transactions and kind of what mark they, they have on the NFL for right now. Jacoby Brissett is the next name I have on my list. The new starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Obviously having to fill the shoes now of Andrew Luck since he's retired. He was named the starter for Indianapolis. He signs a two-year, $30 million extension, $20 million of which is guaranteed. The ultimate confidence boost, I think, being named the starting quarterback, getting that extension, kind of getting a little bit of security for the next couple of years. And it really gives him the opportunity to show that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL and get that next contract. Yeah, it just shows that they got
1: his back and they're ready to roll with him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Ryan
1: Hor is his backup. They got another. Another. A uh, solid back. Another Patriot attack. coming in. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see real life Willie Beeman get that contract. Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, all right, I'm going to kind of let you take this one over. But real quick, I just have to say the Jadavian Clowney saga has finally ended. It ended with him ending up in the the Emerald City. The Texans traded Clowney to the Seahawks for a third-round pick. Linebacker Jacob Martin and pass rusher with probably one of the coolest names I've ever seen, uh, Barcavius Mingo. Yeah, uh, Clowney had to sign his franchise tender with Houston so that he could be traded. Houston's going to end up having to pay seven million of that, and then Houston will pay the remain, or Seattle will pay the remaining eight million dollars. And Seattle also promised to Davion that he will not be franchise tagged after this season. What does this mean for the Hawks? It means
1: we're all in right now. It just shows, like, how aggressive we've been all off season that we're peddled pedal to the metal. We got Russ, we got Pete Carroll, we got our GM, John Snyder. We're doing building, building championship rosters, uh, arguably the best front seven in the league now. And I think that's something that you can hang your hat on. That's the identity of the team now. Uh, Russell Wilson has just got to be Russell Wilson and just, you know, produce enough on offense. And I think our offensive line is stabilized enough that, you know, the offense is going to be productive enough to where this dynamic defense now with Jadavion Clowney and Ziggy Onsai. Um, We're
0: dangerous, man. Yeah, you mentioned mentioned that front seven. You got Bobby Wagner, who's a four-time All-Pro. Clowney, who's a three-time Pro Bowler. KJ Wright has 400 plus tackle seasons. Uh, Jaren Wright had 10 and a half sacks last year. Obviously, that first-round pick this year, L.J. Uh, Collier. I'm not sure yep. if you uh, pronounced yep. that right. Uh, and like you said, uh, Ziggy Ansa has 48 career sacks. And we let we let Frank Clark go. But we we let him go for a spot to get
1: paid. And I think sometimes you just got to do that. And when it's between a guy like Frank Clark or Bobby Wagner, I gotta pick Bobby. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Bobby Wagner is uh, once in a once it's in a, a lifetime top three player. defensive player in the league. Best best middle linebacker in the
0: game. Yeah, I mean, you're getting no argument from me on that. And I think it says a lot for Seattle because they see what's going on in the NFC right now. And they had to make a move to really try and solidify their position in the NFC.
1: I just trust how they're – I've just seen this process work before where I didn't know anybody on the team. There are so many unrecognizable names. Uh, positions were changing, position groups were changing constantly, and that's when we made a Super Bowl run. And after all of that chaos, our roster settled, and we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, and I just see that this is that team now, you know? Uh, and and we're like a sexy enough pick, we become this, like, ultra-cool team to play for that we have free, free agency appeal now. Yeah, for sure. And then sure. we have an, an ultra-aggressive GM it just makes moves. So we're bought into winning. We don't think we've we don't think we've taken a step back because our system is what's produced the uh, Richard Sherman's and the Frank Clarks and the Bruce Irvins and all of those kind of names, it's Seattle, it's not those guys.
0: Yeah, and you, you talk about that free agency appeal and and players wanting to come play for you and as much as I, I don't like Pete Carroll because of his relationship and with USC and all of that because I'm a UCLA guy players want to play for him he's an energetic guy he's a good coach yeah. He he's a player's coach yeah. and and players go to battle for him each he's and every time he's a winner yeah I mean
1: I think he's a play call away from two Super Bowl championships yo for sure no doubt you know and so it's just like I just I think when it comes to our, our personnel and our upper management we got the squad I mean a great GM, a great head coach, and then the guys calling the players in the huddle are Bobby Wagner Russell Wilson, I'll take it.
0: Yeah. Now the the Texans moving on from Jadavion Clowney kind of set off a chain reaction of They're um, all in two. Of moves that they made, yeah, for sure.
1: So I think they got rid of a guy that didn't want to be there. Yeah. You know, so dump dump him, get what you can. You got you got two players and a good pick two productive players. Jacob Martin's better than most people know. I'm a Seahawk fan, so I know Jacob Martin can play. He's going to yeah. be a good productive piece. People know Mingo. But it's like, they did the be- they got the best they could, obviously.
0: Yeah. So, with the Texans moving on from Jadavion Clowney, they had to replace someone, uh, basically someone with him, and they got Larry Tunsil and Kenny Stills. Great picks. Yeah. Kenny
1: Stills adds to that depth. So, I mean, now they're like four receivers deep. Yeah. And, uh, um, there be Tunsell. I don't know if people remember him, but. No, I know exactly what he's known for. Yeah. So, he, you know, they, they took a shot on him and similar to Lyle Collins in Dallas. Yeah. Lyman that get in trouble right before draft and slipping, but super talented guy. So Tunsell, linemen are rare. They're, the, they're the, the most rare position in the league outside of maybe quarterback. And so to grab a good one in that trade, that uh, you know, I think they upgraded their team big time.
0: Yeah, so the Dolphins traded Laramie Tunsil, Kenny Stills, and a fourth-round pick in next year's draft, and a sixth-round pick in the 2021 draft to the Texans for a 2020 first-round pick and a first and second round pick in the 2021 draft. Yeah, Dolphins are just, they're dumping this season. Yeah, so, I mean, and even if they don't end up with the number one draft pick, they have the assets to move up to get the number one draft pick.
1: Yeah, they're going to be, they're, they're just in rebuild mode. We'll see what they
0: do. Yeah. Now, another move that Houston made, We they had to obviously replace Lamar Miller, with him going down with the ACL injury, yep, they needed need another back. they needed another running back to try and see who who's going to take the lead duties. They needed a guy to complement Duke. Yeah, we needed, well, not we, uh, we thought that they might go after Melvin Gordon. They chose another round. Uh, they ended went up the cheaper route. Yeah, for sure, It went the cheaper route. Uh, they ended up getting Carlos Hyde from the Chiefs. Yep. Hyde signed. <clears throat> Hyde signed with the Chiefs this offseason. He was taking first-team reps the first couple of weeks of practice in training camp, but then rookie Darwin Thompson began to impress. And then Damian Williams also returned from injury. But I think that Hyde can help the Texans a lot. Uh, I don't think he'll be as big of a focus in the offense as Lamar Miller was. Obviously, they got Duke. Uh, and then Watson and Hopkins, That that's obviously the main focus right there on the offense. But I think Hyde can, can find his moments to, to be productive out there. Yeah, no, I think that's a great pickup. I think between Hyde and Duke Johnson, they're going to
1: be all right at that position. Um, and I mean, it's just it was just a good move in general. I think that they, they didn't give up too much. Not a bad pick. He's a productive player.
0: Yeah. Now, in a much more shocking move, the, the Bills cut LaShawn McCoy in favor of rookie running back Devin Singletary. Singletary obviously was impressing a lot of people in they, training camp. They
1: also have Frank Gore and yeah. someone else.
0: Yeah, so it they felt it was time to, to let McCoy go, and then McCoy decided to reunite with his former ah. head coach, Andy Reid, in, in Kansas City. Steel. Yeah. I mean, LeSean McCoy getting added to this offense is just unreal.
1: If he gets 15 touches a game, he's going to be just an absolute steal for that offense.
0: Yeah, and with the void that Kareem Hunt has left Kansas City, obviously we know what kind of player he can be. He has those issues off the field. But, I mean, he's a a stud, and replacing – that type of player with a type of player of LaShawn McCoy's caliber. That's yeah, no. that's a one-for-one, one in, no, in my did, opinion. No,
1: they did well. They'll be able to uh, bring along Damian Williams as their young guy and then have a veteran in there to kind of, you know, he knows how Andy Reid wants to run his offense, and it'll be a,
0: probably a flawless transition. Yeah. So, all right. that uh, That's all I got for the NFL right now. Do You got anything else you wanted to – Talk about NFL wise? No, I mean I'm really. We can just save that for the preview episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's probably better. Okay. All right. So stay tuned for the preview episode right after this, where uh, we're gonna discuss the the power rankings that Tyler has created for Week One, and then we'll go through and make our picks of the week. But before we do that, we are gonna discuss a little bit of basketball. The FIBA World Cup is underway. I watched the Turkey
1: game today. You did. I bought that NFL. or NFL. I bought that ESPN Plus man. Oh, it's okay. Pretty solid. All the FIBA games. You so, like it? Um, I didn't get to finish the game. I think which it ended up being a great finish in overtime. Yes, it was. We can. Uh, we can get I, think I, in I think I ended up in the third quarter, like late third quarter. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. It I mean, it was cool to watch. That's awesome. Um. Our team is just not up to par. Um, yeah, so, but, it, but, but the one thing I got to say real quick about today's matchup is the Turkish players. Um, Ersan Yeah. Jetty Osman, yeah. and Burke Moss, I think mm-hmm. his last name is. Mm-hmm. Does he play for Cleveland? I don't think so. I've never heard of him. Uh, I forget where he plays. Um, but they were nice. Yeah, I mean, and they and they competed, and it was uh, it was crazy to watch. It was crazy to watch America
0: struggle with Turkey. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get, we'll get into the second game in a, in a minute. They uh, started, my guys. Though they started because I thought they should start. Right. So right now, Team USA is two and zero. Game one, they won pretty easily over the Czech Republic. It was eighty eight to sixty seven. The starters for that game, like you said, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Harrison Barnes. Jason Tatum, and Miles Turner. So, I'm I'm good with that starting lineup, honestly. Uh, the U.S. was led by Donovan Mitchell with 16 points. Harrison Barnes had 14. Kemba Walker had 13. <clears throat> the Czech Republic were led by the Chicago Bulls shooting guard, uh, Thomas Saturansky. He scored 17 points. Every player on the roster. That's uh, the
1: best part about watching these games, man. It's so cool to watch these NBA players lead their countries. Oh yeah,
0: getting yeah, getting to see them be the guy on like for just, their country. You know, yeah. watching
1: Jetty Osmond and Ursan and someone like Sadoransky, it's just that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Now every player in the first game uh, on the Team USA roster got some burn. The low man on the totem pole was Mason Plumley. Not surprised by that, I think. He only got five minutes. His ass is lucky to travel. So he he only got five minutes of PT, and then he got a DMP coach's decision in Game 2 this morning against Turkey. Nice. Uh, and like you said, it was a nail-biter for Game 2. It ultimately came down to the last seconds, but the U.S. was able to... It came down to Turkey
1: missing fucking free throws. Yeah,
0: they missed four free throws at the they end of the Uh Yeah, I mean, listen... The U.S. was up 47 to 42 at halftime.
1: Yeah, it was cool, man. It was- I watched them play. They played a zone a bunch. The U.S. That. did? No, Turkey did. Oh. Really? One, yeah, played 2 3 a lot. Interesting. I just don't think they can handle the length.
0: Yeah. Now, it just. I can't believe they just struggled that bad with Turkey.
1: It didn't look good. Man. You should see the fucking t- the shit they're putting out there. Oh, no. I mean, I, that, I saw that, some of it. Outside of that story lineup, it's just rough. Kemba and Donovan Mitchell should be trying to get 40 a night.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. That's, I'm surprised that they're scoring so like low.
1: Those, you, you can tell that all these guys are being good teammates and trying too hard and being too passive when it's like 16, 14, 13, 11, 10, you know? There needs to be someone that takes over the game because there's these other guys um, can't can't guard Donald Mitchell or Kimball Walker.
0: Yeah. Now in the second game, Giannis is gonna be a fucking problem. Well, Greece lost today, surprisingly. It, it, but yeah, no, I mean Giannis is a problem no matter what if FIBA, NBA, the the park down the street. Giannis he's, is gonna be a problem no matter where he plays.
1: If they line up against him, he's going to beat USA by. Serbia
0: is also looking nasty with Bojan and Nikola Jokic. Well, no, they're like, yeah,
1: they're they're a good team. They're always good, but Giannis by himself playing America is going to try and take the team on his back and win that fucker.
0: Well, and that's just he's just going to be trying to make a statement that
1: game. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: But I mean, Team USA finishes up group play Thursday. 5.30 in the morning Pacific time mm-hmm. against Japan. I think they're obviously going to go undefeated in group play. I think Japan should be an easy win for this team, no matter no matter who you're throwing out there. But it it's going to be tough to see what happens after group play when they, they have to start playing some of these the upper boys. echelon countries. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But we'll
1: see. We can still pull it out.
0: Yeah. Now... Some other non-NBA basketball, a little three-on-three action for you. Joe Johnson and the Triplets beat out Steven Jackson and the Killer Threes for the championship of the third season of the Big Three. Joe Johnson put his team on his back for the championship. He put his team on his back for the entire season. Triplets ended the season 7-1, and one, and Joe Johnson won the MVP, and obviously the Triplets won the championship. He's the second MVP in a row to win the championship and MVP in the same season. Corey Maggette did it last season with power. Corey Maggette also retired from the big three after the third place game, which likely means his basketball playing days are over. So, I mean, quite a career for Corey Maggette. But the story, obviously, with the championship was Joe Johnson, Lisa Leslie, and the triplets Lisa Leslie is the second coach in Big 3 history to win Coach of the Year and the championship in the same season. Nancy Lieberman did it last year uh, as head coach of Power. I think it's obviously amazing that two incredible women and two incredible players and basketball minds uh, have gotten this opportunity, and I think it's definitely going to open more doors for female hoopers once their playing days are over. Uh, if they want to get into coaching, to see what they can do in the Big Three.
1: Yeah, no, I mean it's. Uh, it's hats off to the Big Three. I think the Big Three are, are, is Cube uh, deserves all the praise for that, just being a, you know, a forward, a forward progressive league.
0: Yeah, and they're I doing think, a lot of
1: good. I think they're 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 having a big impact.
0: Yeah, and one thing that Ice Cube has always said was that he doesn't want to compete with the NBA. He He said he's cool with players using the big three to try and get back into the NBA. Uh, And I think the biggest story connecting the big three to the NBA happened this season with what's currently going on with Joe Johnson, winning MVP, winning the championship, and garnering all this interest from teams in the NBA. I've seen multiple reports indicating that Joe's gotten interest from the Sixers, the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Bucks, the Pistons, and the Nets. And one thing that I thought was interesting was the Nets. <laughs> Well, one thing that I thought was interesting was that Joe said originally he didn't get into the big 3 to get back into the NBA. He was just doing it cuz he wanted to hoop and all of that. But he said it still doesn't really sit well with him how it ended in Houston for him. So he's, he's going to obviously take the right chance and the right opportunity if it presents itself uh, over the next couple of weeks before teams start to report for NBA training camp. But where do you think the best fit for Joe Johnson is? Probably Milwaukee, man. I mean,
1: just to be able just to spread the court with Giannis would just be tough, him coming off the bench for them. But I mean, any of those teams, he's going to be a great addition off the bench. He's going to work anybody in practice every day. Yeah, so, uh, and he can spread the court. Still, Iso Joe still lives. He's not going to play more than ten minutes. It don't really matter. I mean, I think if he could play ten minutes a game
0: and play sixty games in the season, that's a win. Well, yeah, I mean, if if you're getting that kind of production out of him, that's that's definitely going to be worth it. But I also like to call out that
1: I predicted Joe Johnson MVP and I predicted triplets championships.
0: You did? Yeah. I don't remember this.
1: Our episode before the big three season started. That's <laughs> because purely because on the episode I said the dude was playing for the Rockets a year ago. That's true. And then they also have Al Jefferson, who I also think. Yeah, He's he like was a, a big part of their team. An incredibly productive NBA player, and both those guys are half-court monsters.
0: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, Iso Joe was Iso Joe in the big three, and it, it led him all the way to a championship. Now, I think one place that I could really use him is Houston. No,
1: nah, fuck that. But it's
0: just, it, exactly, it's just not going to work with yeah, everything that's happening. That's the same reason why he can't go why, why not the Nets? Joe Johnson? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, with how that went down. Yeah, that's true.
1: Fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, no. I think you should go to one of these young teams: Philly, Milwaukee. You know, especially I don't court, think the Clippers Orleans, are a good. Fit. Philly, New Orleans. New Orleans would be crazy. Miami, not Miami. Milwaukee. Those are the squads. But it's fucking Joe Johnson. This is not a big. It's not a big time like NBA booth. It's not changing the structure of the NBA.
0: Yeah. So, all right. The last topic that I have before we get out of here is Eric Gordon signing his extension with the Houston Rockets. It's a three year extension worth $54.6 million with an option for a fourth year that only becomes guaranteed if Gordon makes an all star game or the Rockets win an NBA championship during the course of the first three years of the deal. If the fourth year becomes guaranteed, the total value of the deal jumps to $75.4 million and Eric would be paid $20.9 million during that fourth year of the deal. It's the max level extension Eric Gordon qualifies for with, uh, his service in the league and all the stipulations that that, uh, requires this extension goes into effect after this season so he is set to make 14.05 million dollars this season and then he will get a raise at the start of next season to 16.8 million and then 18.2 and then 19.5 and then if that fourth year becomes guaranteed he'll get 20.9 well um
1: there's a lot going on there. Hey, I think Eric Gordon, congratulations, he crushed it. Yo, oh, listen,
0: secure your bag,
1: homie. And you know, I, I think it's easy to think that the Rockets fucked this up, but on the other hand, if he's guaranteed that money in the fourth year for making an all-star game, not no happening. winning a championship, he is gonna bust his ass for this fucking team.
0: Yeah, no and doubt. I mean, they
1: got Russ they got Russ and Harden. So it's just like what you know, pick who you want to roll with after that. Yeah, you know? for sure, it's definitely I mean, your an money's incentive. Spent, basically.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's definitely having those types of stipulations in your contract are incentives so, to work as hard as possible. But
1: like Eric Gordon wins no matter what, three, four years he won, like yeah, like no that, doubt, you know, for sure a win. But Houston, it's kind of like. Hey, we'll see. If they win a championship, that's a fucking win. If they don't,
0: probably not a win. Oh, yeah. I, right now, I'm not sure this is the right move for Houston. But if they win a championship, it's a win. No doubt, yeah. But that they got to win the championship. And as far as like the
1: Eric Gordon contract, though. like that's money well spent if they win a title, because
0: yeah. obviously he's in a, you know integral part to that team. I just think that they could have gone a different route and gotten. Because Gordon was supposed to be a free agent after this season. So I think they could have potentially maybe gotten to, gotten him to take a hometown discount in the offseason, sign him to a three-year deal, just a little less, use some of that money to bolster the bench. Because I still think the bench this season and the Rockets themselves as a team are going to suffer the effects of losing Trevor Ariza well, and Mute two years ago now. I think he is the bench. They need more than just him off the bench,
1: though, I think. Well, he's one of the top-tier guys, and he's going to be a closer. And with Russ James and Eric Gordon out there, that's tough to defend on the perimeter.
0: Yeah, I mean... And it's Dan Tony's team. Their power forward, though, is still 6'7". Yeah, well, Sean Marion's 6'7". I mean, Sean Marion's a better player than P.J. Tucker.
1: True, but this is D'Antonio's team. He needs great guys, and he needs, he needs guys to spread the court and run and gun. He's got his five. I mean, at the end of the game, you're going to see um, Capella, Tucker, Gordon, Harden, and Russ. And they're going to spread. That's going to be tough to guard.
0: Yeah, no doubt. But I still. They're going yeah. for the chip right now. Yeah. That's, no, that's what it's all about. They have to go for the chip right now. The window has never been as open as it is right now. So good on them. I don't know man I just I don't think this is going to work out I don't
1: think that most scenarios this Aragorn contract's good but they're a title contender so I think for, this, for the time being you gotta roll with what you got
0: yeah I just think Daryl Morey has this reputation of being this smart guy and I think all these deals are just going to come back to bite him in the ass people are going to want to go there for the minimum they'll, they'll get free agents yeah we'll see we'll see how it turns out I mean listen there's still, no doubt in my mind, a contender in, to come out of the West, but it's it's a competitive, I competitive. It, it's a lot of money for Eric
1: Gordon, but yeah,
0: like it's it's Eric Gordon we're time, talking about. Right,
1: here. they're not going to be able to spend that money elsewhere. It's going to get them any better.
0: We'll see. All right, you got any uh, shout outs before we get out of here? We uh, yeah, we kind of we kind of rip through this real quick so we can get to my, the NFL stuff. Uh, your cousin?
1: Yeah, she's uh, she's a freshman at high school for Jesuit High School in Portland, Oregon. And okay. she's playing for the number one soccer team in the
0: country. Hey now, that's impressive. She's a
1: freshman, so um, their game's actually live streaming on YouTube right now. Oh, really? So, uh, shout out to her for being the best athlete in the family. Oh, that's and high praise. An athletic family, I gotta say, but she's, she's top dog now. Freshman on the best team in the country. It's good shit.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, I'm shouting out my fantasy football teams. The the name for my TSK show team is Too Many Cooks. Great name. Yeah. And then my name for my second league is the Tyreeka Leagues. Great name again. <laughs> I don't got I don't have one that yet this year. Well and then I have a team to be named tomorrow because my third and final draft is tomorrow night. But I'm really happy with my current teams. I'm hoping I can get a solid draft position tomorrow night, so I can really control the draft and really, really get the team that I want.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, either way, I got a I got a good feeling about fantasy football this season. I, I think. That's where we- you want to be
1: week one. You don't I'm want winning, to be
0: feeling bad. I'm winning. I'm winning at least one league this year. I'm putting that guarantee out there. There we go. Put it in the air. All right. So with that, that wraps up this episode of the TSK show. Don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on social media, be sure to follow us at The Duke of Sports and at Tyler Pacholke. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Anchor as well, and we are now on Spotify. Just type in keyword TSK Show to find us. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you decide to listen to The TSK Show so you can stay up to date on the newest episodes of the show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of the TSK Show. Peace.